Which one of you is James G? Uh, I'm James G. I'm James G. I'm James G. Yeah. Well, I'm James, I'm James G. G. I'm James G. I'm James G. Ugh, I'm James G. Well, whichever one of you is James G, you've lost your marbles. James G's singers, songwriters, and sensational guitarist show. Welcome to the latest edition of Singer, Songwriters, and Sensational Guitarists, and I'm James G, as in G, how ironic, I can never find the G spot, very ironic. Alright, uh, this week we have as our uh, featured album, A Night at the Opera, by Queen, and I'll go into more of that later. Uh, first we'll talk about um, the other acts we have on, to, uh, on today. So we've got Graham Connors, Adele, Eric Clapton and Cream, Dave Mason, Christian Mitzi, Humbucking Pickups, uh, Deep Purple, um, Hank Williams and Linda Ronstadt in Copycats of Cool Cats, and Kevin Johnson and Dutch Tilders. So a great lineup once again, uh, made all the better by having the featured album by Queen. So, uh, Night at the Opera, despite the success of their first three albums, Queen was still tied to a management deal with Trident and wages of £60 a week. They're all living in relative poverty in bed sits while Deacon was refused money for a deposit on a house. EMI contacted lawyer Jim Beach, who tried to find a way of extracting them from their contract. Trident complained they had invested £200,000 in Queen and wanted their money back first as if they hadn't made that several times over already, or keeping all the royalties from the other albums, first three albums. After an acrimonious split with Trident, the band negotiated themselves out of their contract and searched for new management. They contacted Elton John's manager, John Reed. Reed's first instruction to the band was, I'll take care of the business, you make the best record you can. And they did. Queen started work on their fourth album, A Night at the Opera, taking its name from the popular Marx Brothers movie. At the time, it was the most expensive album ever produced and costing about £40,000 and using three different studios. Like its predecessor, the album features many diverse musical styles and experimentation with stereo sound. Mercury wrote the opening song, Death on Two Legs, a savage dig at perceived wrongdoers and later dedicated to Trident in concert. A Night at the Opera has been hailed as Queen's best album and one of the greatest albums of all time. In 2020, Rolling Stone ranked it at number 128 on its list of the 500 greatest albums of all time. In 2018, it was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame. So, first track we have on uh, A Night at the Opera is called Death on Two Legs. As I mentioned, it's, uh, this song is about the previous management team or manager who, like many managers of that era, ripped them off horrendously. Most of the guitar parts of the song were initially played on piano by Mercury to demonstrate to Brian May how they need to be played on guitar. Freddie Mercury later recalled he had tried to make the lyrics as coarse as possible and that the other band members were initially shocked at the harsh lyrics. However, the band agreed the song should be performed by Mercury as Mercury intended uh, 
and it was recorded as such. I can't repeat here the manner in which Freddie Mercury introduced the song in concert. There would be mainly beeps, if you get my drift. Death on Two Legs, dedicated to dot dot dot. Guess who?
What a finish. Okay, now for something completely different off the same album. Lazing on a Sunday afternoon uh, is a, um, a little ditty uh, written by Freddie Mercury, possibly to demonstrate that the band don't, don't take themselves too seriously. Uh, Brian May is a little solo here which lifts the song, FYI. Although Brian's father helped him make the big red guitar he played for many years, he could never understand why he didn't become an astrophysicist, which he studied for in university. However, after attending an arena concert in America, he came up to Brian and said, now I understand, and gave him his blessing. Uh, so this is uh, Lazing on a Sunday Afternoon, Queen. doubt as to where the song finishes do they all right um talking to an old lover by graham connors is our next track graham connors as you know is one of our best singer songwriters ever in australia and uh i just wonder talking to an old lover does that mean she's old or does that mean she's a long time ago or mate you've got to be more clear maybe the lyrics will tell me Talking to an old lover Half by chance and half by design Feeling a little edgy for reasons I can't define Trying not to be too distant But careful not to be misconstrued Keep the conversation moving so the silence Thinking how the time passes 
How the changes come and go Hard to believe that we once loved each other so It's not that I need this Don't need this sweet memory lane No, I don't need it But it sure feels good to see you You're listening to singer-songwriters and sensational guitarists, and I'm James G, as in G, don't leave it within reach or I'll eat it. All right, next track we have, uh, quite often we play lovely lady singers on this show who don't write their own songs, but this is a lovely lady singer who does. And this is Adele, and this has been played over a billion times on Spotify. It's called Hello from her 25 album. Hello, it's me I was wondering if after all these years you'd like to me To go over everything They say the time's supposed to heal you But I ain't done much healing Hello, can you hear me? I'm in California dreaming about who we used to be when we were younger and free. I've forgotten how it felt before the world fell at our feet. There's such a difference between us and a million miles.
Singers, songwriters, and sensational guitarists. More music, less talk, you wish. You're listening to Singer, Songwriters, and Sensational Guitarists, and I'm James G, as in G. I went to the pub last night dressed as a tennis ball. Got served straight away. Right, next track off um, A Night at the Opera by Queen is called I'm In Love With My Car. It was written by drummer Roger Taylor, who plays guitar and drums on the track. The lead vocals were performed by Taylor on the studio version and all released live versions. Uh, the revving sounds at the conclusion of the song were recording of Taylor's then current car and Alfa Romeo. The lyrics were inspired by one of the band's roadies, Jonathan Harris, whose Triumph TR4 was evidently the love of his life. 
when it was working. The song is dedicated to him with the liner notes mentioning dedicated to Jonathan Harris, Boy Racer to the end. And this is called I'm In Love With My Car. You're listening to singer-songwriters and sensational guitarists, and I'm James G, as in G, if you see a toilet in your dream, don't use it. Alright, next track we're going to play is by Eric Clapton and Cream, and it's called Crossroads. So, uh, great to have another sensational guitarist on with one of the most sensational of all time. So here's Eric Clapton.
Say, R2, you are what you eat, you know. But when did he eat Jabba the Hutt? You're listening to singer, songwriters, and sensational guitarists, and I'm James G, as in G. I've been seeing a gorgeous girl for a couple of weeks. Unfortunately, today the cops took my binoculars. The next track off uh, Night at the Opera by Queen is called You're My Best Friend. Now, John Deacon wrote this song for his wife, Veronica, and in this song he plays a Wurlitzer electric piano in addition to his bass guitar. Uh, the characteristic bark of the Wurlitzer's bass notes plays a prominent role in the song. However, during live performances, Freddie Mercury would play a grand piano rather than an electric because he hated them. And uh, while Deacon played the bass guitar, um, just like in the original recording, and the song reached number 7 in the UK singles charts and number 16 on the US Billboard Top 100 and has been featured in many, many films and TV programs over the years. You're my best friend.
You're listening to singer, songwriters and sensational guitarists and I'm James G, as in G. If the early bird gets the worm, what's for lunch? Alright, uh, next track off um, A Night at the Opera by uh, Queen is called 39. I'll explain why in a minute. Um, but uh, I should mention that this album is much better if you play it loud. So turn the volume up. Alright, 39 was the B-side to your My Best Friend. The song relates to a tale of a group of space explorers who embark on what is, from their perspective, a year-long voyage. Upon their return, however, they realise that a hundred years have passed because of the time dilation effect of Einstein's theory of relativity. We all know about that, don't we? And the loved ones left behind are now all dead or aged. May asked bassist John Deacon to play a double bass as a joke, but a couple of days later he found Deacon in the studio with the instrument, and he had already learned to play it. Clever bloke. Uh, May had been working on his thesis in astrophysics, but eventually abandoned his studies to pursue his career with Queen. In 2006, he resumed his studies and eventually completed his thesis entitled A Survey of Radial Velocities in the Zodiacal Dust cloud. Yeah, right. And received his PhD in 2008. Uh, the 39 bit, the song is the 39th album track released by the band when counting each album track from the debut album onwards. Must have been struggling for uh, a bit of uh, inspiration for a song name. Never cry Don't you hear my call Lord? 
Getting a bit moody bluesy there, and I should have mentioned that is one of the few tracks that Queen recorded where Brian May is the lead singer. You're listening to singer-songwriters and sensational guitarists, and I'm James G, as in G, hard work might pay off in the future, but laziness pays off right now. Now, um, on to another sensational uh, guitarist, one of my favourites, Dave Mason, never get sick of playing him. And this is Headkeeper off his It's Like You Never Left album. And he plays several guitars all at once, so he's very clever. Headkeeper, Dave Mason. Don't you know? 
James was going to start today's show by reading a poem from William Shakespeare, but then he thought, he's never read any of mine, why should I read any of his? You're listening to Singer, Songwriters and Sensational Guitarists, and I'm James G, as in G, I'm no good at push-ups, but I'm an expert at stuff-ups. Right, next track off A Night at the Opera by Queen is called Sweet Lady. And it's a distortion-driven fast rocker, written by Brian May. The song is an unusual rock style in three-quarter time, which gives way to 4-4 at the the bridge. According to an online source, Roger Taylor once said that because of its unusual time signature, Sweet Lady was the hardest song for him to play live on drums. So let's see if we can work out why. Sweet Lady, Queen.
You're listening to singer-songwriters and sensational guitarists, and I'm James G, as in G, my muscle memory has amnesia. All right, next track we have is from Christian Mitzi, one of the best singer-songwriters running around at the moment, and this is called World Turns, a beautiful song. When I was a baby, my mother loved me so. Her eyes alive with promise and her words were full of hope She said this world was limitless and If I so believed I could plant my dreams into the earth My destiny conceived When I was a young boy My father told me, son, when face to face with enemies, don't you hesitate or run. There's just one minute's difference between the slayer and the slain. And when that moment's passed, you might not get that chance again. The world turns as I grow. The more I learn, the less I know. The world turns as I grow The more I learn, the less I know When I was a young man with the rose between my teeth I wore my heart upon the outside of my darkness underneath taught me many things of bodies, hearts, and souls. But while we dreamed of wine and roses, we were living stone and bones. When I became a worker, I had a worker's uniform. With blood under my fingernails and a rattle in my lungs. And I'm saving for some rainy day to enjoy the work I've done. But like most Australian workers know, the rain just never comes. The world turns as I grow. The more I learn, the less I know. The world turns as I grow. The more I learn, the less I know. became a father and my daughter asked me why if this life is full of miracles then why are we born to die and i gazed upon her innocence with a tear behind my eye because i knew i could not answer without telling her a lie this world it turns as i grow the more i learn the 
less I know the world turns as I grow the more I love the less I know You're listening to singer-songwriters and sensational guitarists, and I'm James G, as in G, why does your nose run and your feet smell? Good question. All right, um, next track we're going to play is by a group called The Humbucking Pickups, and uh, I went to their album launch up at the uh, Birkenwalls Winery on the weekend, and uh, they've got a new album out called Just Like Winter. But just to be different, I'm going to play a song from their previous album, The Well, called The Dancing Gate. And it's very sad, so uh, get your tissues handy. Game. 
things happened quickly He moved into a home They were married at once Had three kids of their own They'd play tennis on the weekends And drinks out of mates But on their way home They'd always stop at that gate He'd tell the tale of the night they met She'd tell the tale of the words he said Sometimes he'd still take her by the hand And beside that gate they'd dance Gates are now gone, they've been replaced by grids They don't stop there as much these days Sometimes life just seems to get in the way And age can sneak up kind of fast He knew that he didn't have long to last He took her by the hand He said there's time for one last dance There's something that I have to say Before it's too late After I'm gone I'll meet you by the dancing gate Now, here's your host, the man not afraid of dying, just so long as he's not there when it happens, James G. You're listening to singer-songwriters and sensational guitarists, and I'm James G, as in G. How do you know if you've got memory loss? All right, next track from A Night at the Opera by Queen is called Seaside Rendezvous, and it's another one of those uh, music hall doses of madness. Brian May must have had a ciggy that day. Can't hear any of him on this. Uh, the liner notes say, Vocal orchestrations of brass, Roger, Roger Taylor. Vocal orchestrations of woodwinds, Freddie Mercury. I think that means they imitated the sounds of those instruments, but why not just say that? Anyway, Seaside Rendezvous.
You're listening to singer-songwriters and sensational guitarists, and I'm James G, as in G, if the government is putting chips inside people, I hope I get Doritos. All right, uh, next track we're going to play is um, another sensational guitarist, and this is Richie Blackmore with Deep Purple from their Deep Purple in Rock album, one of the best anti-war songs of all time, which is very appropriate for this day and age. And it's called Child in Time.
James G's singers, songwriters, and sensational guitarist show. You're listening to singer, songwriters, and sensational guitarists, and I'm James G, as in G. I'm organising a protest tomorrow. Fat Lives Matter. 10 o'clock at Macca's, 11 o'clock at KFC, and 12 o'clock at Hungry Jack's. Be there. All right, next track off a night at the opera by... Queen is called The Prophet's Song, and Brian May explained that he wrote the song after a dream he had about a great flood while he was recovering from being ill while recording, while recording Sheer Heart Attack, uh, using the dream of his as the source for some of his lyrics. It is a heavy and dark number with a strong progressive rock influence and challenging lead vocals. Rolling Stone praised The Prophet's Song saying it is the record's best track, noting that May's powerful guitar perfectly complements the rich 
multi-tracked harmonies of lead singer Freddie Mercury. The Prophet Song
Forgot to mention uh, that that would uh, the prophet song would run straight into the love of my life, uh, which um, Freddie Mercury wrote, and uh, features Brian May playing a harp. No one likes a smart aleck, Brian. Singer songwriters and sensational guitarists. More music, less talk. <laughs> You wish. You're listening to singer-songwriters and sensational guitarists, and I'm James G, as in G, women who carry an ex- a little bit of extra weight live longer than guys who mention it. The next track 
off A Night at the Opera by Queen is called Good Company. It was written by Brian May, uh, who also played a genuine aloha banjo ukulele and provided all the vocals on the track. So forget what I said earlier about Brian not singing many lead vocals. Anyway, um, according to Brian, the horn lines on Good Company were done on four kinds of guitars. I was very clean in those days on recreating that sort of atmosphere. I mainly got the sound with small amplifiers. I used John Deacon's little amplifier and a volume pedal for the trombone and the trumpet sounds. I would record every note individually, do it and then drop it in. Incredibly painstaking. It took ages and ages. I listened to a lot of traditional jazz music when I was young, so I tried to get the phrasing as it would have been if it were played by that instrument. Have a listen and see what you think.
You're listening to singer-songwriters and sensational guitarists, and I'm James G, as in G, taking a dog named Shark to the beach is not a good idea. All right, next track we're going to play, oh, it's Copycats, Cool Cats time. Um, now, this is a bit, uh, bit different. Um, this is, the original is by Hank Williams, and it's called I Can't Help It If I'm Still In Love With You. Have a listen to this, real old time country. Hank Williams, one of the greatest songwriters of all time, judging by the number of cover versions that have been made of his songs. So let's uh, join Hank's song with one of the greatest singers of all time in Linda Ronstadt from her Heart Like a Wheel album with Emmylou Harris singing harmonies. I can't help it if I'm still in love with you, Linda Ronstadt.
Yet another song with a ukulele in it today. So, uh, anyway, I think you know which one of those two I prefer, although I like them both. Copycats are cool cats. We'll be back again next week, thanks to Barry up at Providence Foods in Mountain Gate. If you are looking for enlightenment, you need to go somewhere else. You will not find it here. You're listening to singer-songwriters and sensational guitarists, and I'm James G, as in G. My wife says it wasn't worth buying a whole pig for such a small sausage. All right, next track off um, A Night at the Opera by Queen is Bohemian Rhapsody. Now, I probably don't need to say too much about this, but I will. Written by Freddie, the song is a six-minute suite notable for its lack of a refraining chorus and consisting of several sections, an intro, a ballad segment, an operatic passage, a hard rock part and a reflective coda. It is one of the few progressive songs, rock songs of the 70s to achieve widespread commercial success and appeal to a mainstream audience. Uh, Freddie referred to Bohemian Rhapsody as a mock opera that resulted from a combination of three songs he had written. Although critical reaction was initially mixed, Bohemian Rhapsody became regarded as one of the greatest rock songs of all time and is often regarded as the band's signature song. The promotional video is credited with furthering the development of music video medium and uh, it has appeared in no numerous polls of the greatest songs of popular music, including a ranking of number 17 on Rolling Stone's list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. Bohemian Rhapsody, Queen. Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Caught in a landslide, no escape from reality. Open your eyes, look up. 
Only one thing wrong with that song, it doesn't go long enough. And now we come to the last track of A Night at the Opera by Queen, which is God Save the Queen. Now, Brian May adapted the melody using his distinctive layers of overdubbed electric guitars. This recorded version was played at the end of almost every Queen concert, whilst vocalist Freddie Mercury walked around the stage wearing a crown and a cloak on their magic tour in 1986. The song was played whilst all the Queen members would take their bows. On the 3rd of June 2002, during the Queen's Golden Jubilee, Brian May performed the anthem on his red special electric guitar, which his dad helped him make, uh, for the party at the palace from the roof of Buckingham Palace. God save the Queen. Queen. Produced by Roy Thomas Baker and Queen, A Night at the Opera was reportedly the most expensive album ever recorded at the time of its release. In 2003, Rolling Stone magazine ranked it at number 230 of its 500 greatest albums of all time list. Uh, number 231 on its 2012 list and number 128 on its 2020 list. So uh, it seems to be climbing, maybe because of a lot of crap around now, and uh, there's nothing to push it down. Anyway, another classic album from the 70s, A Night at the Opera, Queen. You're listening to singer-songwriters and sensational guitarists, and I'm James G, as in G, there's always something wrong with every photo I am in. I think it's my face. All right, uh, last, uh, second last track today is by Kevin Johnson from his Rock and Roll I Gave You the Best Years of My Life album, and it's called Shaney Boy, a tribute to his son Shane. Little boy, you seem to wake up Earlier every morning Come running from your bed To meet the day With a pair of sleepy eyes That would have slept a little longer And a thousand urgent things You have to say And the morning passes quickly In the springtime And the springtime brings Such fascinating games 
Puppy dogs and chocolate frogs and fishing lines And pretending that you didn't hear your mummy call your name Shaney boy, your lunch is going cold here on the table You have to eat these things to make you grow And I know you're only scared that you'll be missing out on something But even busy people have to eat, you know And the afternoon goes quickly when there's good times And there's good times in the garden every day Little friendly butterflies that flutter by And a little friend to help you chase those butterflies away Shaney boy, those eyes of yours are looking kind of drowsy And I know you never want the day to end But just think if you close your eyes and lie back on your pillow won't be long before the morning's here again And the morning passes quickly in our lifetime And before you even notice it's gone So little boy I'm noticing the nice times now Cause I know that little boys don't stay little boys for From your bed to meet the day With a pair of sleepy eyes that would have slept a little longer And a thousand urgent things you have to say You're listening to singer-songwriters and sensational guitarists And I'm James G, as in G Vodka mixes well with everything except decisions all right, uh, last track today is um, by Dutch Tilders and it's an old standard blues number called St. James Infirmary. Have a listen to this. Eyes of blood shot red 
turned to the people that were standing round him. And these were the words he said. I went down to St. James Infirmary. Conversation with the doctor, but this is all that doctor said. The next time you look at your baby, that poor little girl will be dead. Now, 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 let her go. Wherever that she may be, she can search his whole wide world right over. Never find another mellow man like me. to finish the late great Dutch Tilders well that's it for another week so we will be back next week thanks very much for listening you have been listening to or have just missed the singer songwriters and sensational guitarists podcast